life and relationships and friendships and so on and so forth. So we just want to kind of dive into that and just talk about how it relates to our own lives. And as you can see here, I got my nieces with me. I got my sis with me. So we kind of want to hit it from a few different perspectives. If you've never seen Insecure before, though, I just want to let you know that um, it's for mature audiences only. So viewer discretion is highly advised if you decide to go back and watch it after watching this podcast. So welcome, ladies. Hey. Hi. I'm so excited. Hi, <laughs> I'm so excited to have you guys here talking about this show. So it's been almost a month since season five aired and it is done. <sighs> Time. Yes, it, it is an emotional time. I'm, I'm still grieving. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely it's, still grieving. It's um, pretty rough. It's pretty rough. But shout out to Issa Rae and to all the writers and the directors that had an input in the show. You guys did a phenomenal yeah. job. Phenomenal. So hopefully you guys will see this podcast and know that right. you did a really great job. It, it really hit home. I know that there were several episodes that I watched and I just felt what the young folks say as triggered. <laughs> triggered. I felt for triggered. Sure. Ooh, for sure. For sure. So let's jump right into it. So how did you guys feel about the, the series overall? Uh, <laughs> it's definitely been one of my favorite shows. And I am a show junkie. Like, I watch tons and tons of TV. Mm -hmm. But um, to see something that I can kind of relate to on t TV and um, see black women in a more positive light and you get to see the ups and downs of just friendships and relationships yeah. has been super refreshing. And I'm just gonna miss them. Yeah. That was like my other family. That was my other family. That's that the only family. reason why I ever look forward to Sundays. Honestly, because Sundays are always depressing. But insecure, like, I'm like, huh. it's yeah. way up till ten o'clock. Right. Like, come on, it's love. Right. <laughs> um, top top tier show. Top tier. What do you think? Um, kind of piggybacking off what. Uh, Noel said it was relatable and like she said it was refreshing to see black women in a new light and it was refreshing to see an awkward black girl mm -hmm. because hi <laughs> <laughs> you felt seen I felt seen I felt seen you know and but no really like and like honestly just being awkward on screen and it being okay and I remember watching I want to say it was the the documentary where she said that the somebody at HBO wanted to uh, where they were like, well, these girls don't seem like they should be insecure at all. You know, they right. got a lot going on. Like, right. Molly is a lawyer and everything. Right. And she was saying that's the point. Like, she wanted to change the narrative around the fact that even if they're in successful positions, right. like these women can still be insecure, and they are. Mm -hmm. Right. They still have these deeply rooted things that they're mm -hmm. trying to accomplish every day just mm -hmm. the same as anybody and that was very refreshing mm -hmm. because I didn't even think about that right you know and, uh, yeah. I stepped on one of my questions but that's alright that's alright that's alright what do you think Camille how did you feel about that show overall overall um, I liked the show I was a late comer to mm -hmm. the show 
So I didn't even know what its air date and time was. Mm-hmm. Like it's normal air date and time because I I binge watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Me too. Like maybe like about two years ago mm-hmm. is is um I think I had heard of it, um and I stumbled across it on my um my fire stick. <laughs> Somehow, Somehow. <laughs> um, and I was I was hooked from from the first, you know, second. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, like agreeing with with both of the the nieces said um, <laughs> that it's refreshing to see um, black women, mm-hmm. you know, portrayed in a, a very real, you know, it's scripted, but. Yes. It didn't always seem that way. The mm-hmm. the, yeah. the subject matter was, was very real and the reactions from the characters, you know, yes. were were very real and relatable. So that's probably what I appreciated most about it. And then um to the point what Lana was saying about being um awkward and insecure and yeah, when you look at those characters you know, Molly or Tiffany or mm-hmm. even Kelly, mm-hmm. they didn't seem like they mm-hmm. were insecure or awkward, mm-hmm. right. but it just speaks to everybody has that inside and, and yep. whether it um, resonates with anybody or speaks to anybody or is visible, yep. you know, to anyone. Everybody inside has something, you know, that they're dealing with and it might not come across like that, but when you're, you know, with yourself, by yourself, mm-hmm. and in your own head, I have plenty of awkward yep. moments. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. plenty of insecurities. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, it just just speaks speaks volumes. That's good. That's good. And I wanted to piggyback off of what you said. First of all, I was also a latecomer. I think I had watched a couple episodes while I was at the hairdresser, and then later on, I... I binge watched it seems on five had already aired and everything and then i binge watched it between chris the week of christmas and new year and when i tell you i binge watched i was up until like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> sometimes because i just i couldn't stop mm-hmm. like i would say one more mm-hmm. episode one more episode like my eyes are on fire but next thing one, you know you on season three i'm on season three you know and it's so, wednesday and it's wednesday it's wednesday and, you know, luckily I had taken a couple of days off, but my eyes were on fire. <laughs> right. But it was worth it. Because it was definitely, <laughs> definitely worth it. And then, you know, to piggyback on what you guys were saying about uh, seeing black women in that light, um, even black people as a whole, I mean, more often than not, there are so many black shows that are out there that only portray negativity mm-hmm. and and I don't like that and and someone actually I was having a conversation with someone else and they actually had to bring that to my attention and I was like mm-hmm. oh wait yep. yeah yeah like, always trauma yeah trauma there's always right. trauma there's always you know selling drugs you. or you know whatever just those negative mm-hmm. things and let me tell you there is so much more mm-hmm. to black people yeah. than that mm-hmm. okay so I was really happy to see that. So kudos HBO, kudos Issa yes, uh, <laughs> for you know bringing that out to us. I'm sorry, can I ask? Sure. To, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we can go all day. Sure. Here. Um, but like, cause you said something and it, it triggered an idea for me about how black people as a whole were showed. Black men in this show 
were showed absolutely flawlessly to me. And I mean that in like, even Lawrence, how mm-hmm. he started off, I mean, bad words, mm-hmm. but whatever. He started off in his bummy stage when mm-hmm. you seen him. And then by the end of the show, he mm-hmm. yeah. had to come up. <laughs> the glow up. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yep. hey he went from Best Buy to... Yes. Hey, Lawrence. Hey, big head. Or even, like, um, oh, my gosh. The guy Miley was talking to the first season. Dro. Not Dro. Not Dro. Um, oh my gosh. Jared. Oh, oh yeah. And how oh, the Jared. whole idea of him possibly being bisexual mm-hmm. came about because mm-hmm. he oh, had yes, that yes, encounter yes. with yep. the guy. Yes. And how yes. she was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. And even still he was saying, like, no, I mean, like, I know I've had this experience, but like, I right. know I'm like good. It. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it was it was nice to see like how comfortable he was projecting mm-hmm. that and how like they even made that a thing. Mm-hmm. Because like you didn't have to. It wasn't right. necessary. But right. it was like, but this is something. Right. right. This is real life. Right. This is real life. Everything's and not black and white. This is mm-hmm. real life. Yeah. This is real life. And to piggyback off of what you said, kudos to HBO because they gave her usually when we see black people on TV, it's either like you said, some crazy narratives, mm-hmm. violence, whatever, or it's through the lens of how the people that's in charge see us and how mm-hmm. they want us to be shown. Mm-hmm. Like HBO actually gave her that creative independence mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. where she literally created the show that she wanted and it showed. And that's why it was so relate- relatable to us. And that's probably why it resonated with us so much because it was literally from an awkward black girl yes. and not just some big corporation yes. mm-hmm. trying to, you know, show yeah. black people. Telling us how we Right, are. telling us, right. How you gonna tell mm-hmm. me? <clears throat> so, knowing what we know about the show, because we, we've watched all five seasons and kind of went back a couple times because we miss it so much already, why do you really think they chose the title Insecure? Like, they could have chosen an array of different titles based on everything that happened. But why do you think they really chose the title of Insecure? I'm going to take a stab. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, I would say because of the time period that Issa was in. She was in her... 20s still, but her late 20s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'd say basically by 30, you should have it figured mm-hmm. out. The light bulb class comes on. Say. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. So here she is, almost 30, and the guy she's been with for five years isn't trying to move forward. He's sitting on the couch. They stand in this bummy apartment. Blase, blase. So it's like, but that's where most 20-year-olds are. That's where yep. most people on 30 are thinking, you know, and like, that another beautiful thing about that show is that it hit such a t- long timeline of people. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't matter if you were twenty one or forty two, mm-hmm. you resonated some mm-hmm. kind of way. So that's why. I was yeah, saying. and I think the entire show was based around her insecurities, like her talking to herself in the mirror. That's her being in her head. That's her insecurity. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if y'all peeped at the end, at the mm-hmm. on the last episode, she went to the mirror and she didn't talk to, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't a dialogue mm-hmm. anymore because she said I had to get out of my, my head. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so I just think 
a lot of it, the show show a lot of her issues were based around her insecurities mm-hmm. and her being so stuck in her head. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. I agree with all of that. <laughs> um, and I think, again, just um, back to before, um, it's we're all insecure in some way, shape, or form. And so she identified with that. Um, not to be a cheater or a spoiler, but I'm like a big like credits after the show um, (laughs) kind of person. Um, I like to see, you know, who was involved, what was involved, what was the thinking. Um, So I watched, you know, even the last um, part of that. But um, one of the points she made was that, you know, she had the, um, the awkward black girl series mm-hmm. uh, I think it was on YouTube mm-hmm. I, I never caught it but right, I remember hearing um, she said that you know when she approached and, and when they were talking about it she didn't want to call it that mm-hmm. um, so I think she just decided to take it a step further um, beyond the awkward black mm-hmm. girl and say well why am I awkward mm-hmm. why you know mm-hmm. why, why you know why do I come across awkward or why do you know why do I feel awkward mm-hmm. because I'm insecure Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, it showed each character's insecurity. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was one of the things that I really liked with Issa being the main character. They they, they didn't just hone in on just right. her insecurities, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like they they showed each character's insecurities and also how the character's insecurity affected maybe the other person. Yep. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean. Lawrence had his insecurities. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there was insecurities about not being able to be a provider, the provider that mm-hmm. Issa wanted or, you know, live mm-hmm. up to the standards that she wanted. And, you know, it was just like, I'm here on the couch again. Mm-hmm. You, you've been at work all day yeah. long. Yes, Lawrence, that's not good. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I'm sure, you know, that was an insecurity for him. You know, Molly had her insecurities because she's this successful yep. attorney, but can't keep a date, you know, can't keep a, you know, successful relationship or anything like that. So um, I'm sure everybody, and and even Tiffany, everything was fine. It's just, yep, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's yep. fine. Everything is fine, but it really wasn't mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, you're trying to hide mm-hmm. those insecurities because she didn't want to yep. tell them why her husband had right. been, had been right. gone. Like she, because they're like, well, well, what's going on? So I feel like, they did a really good job at exploring everyone's insecurity mm-hmm. and not just focusing on Issa so much. So mm-hmm. that, that was really I good. Agree. Yeah. So what character do you most resonate with? I feel like I shouldn't go because I didn't see what I It's um, fine. I'm, I'm looking at you, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um... No, no thought about it. It's going to be Issa for me. Uh, for any reason in particular. <laughs> that awkward black girl. <laughs> no, um, honestly, I think just act, literally everything about Issa just was me. Like, the lover side of her wanted to stay with Lawrence even though he was down. But she had this belief. But at the same time, she's like, he cute. Daniel right. was cute, yep. and Daniel had more potential going on. Was it the At right decision? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you know, and even still, 
like even her career she wanted to help the community so much and, mm-hmm. but was helping someone else vision into the point where she couldn't do it anymore and me can't yeah. do it yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah and just like the little things how the corny jokes she would crack all mm-hmm. of it all of corny it. jokes mm-hmm. it was just <laughs> I was like, me, hey, hey, me in about five years. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to say Issa, too. Um, and this show really resonates with me right now because I'm like, I feel like I'm entering that season of when they were, like, in their late 20s mm-hmm. and just trying to figure everything out and just her, how she started off in a career that she knew she did not have any passion in trying to realizing that's not going to work it's not sustainable and trying to finagle her way into finding her own lane I feel like I'm literally going through that right now Uh and nothing makes sense and that's probably why I love that show so much because it it shows eventually it's gonna all make sense like just relax like it's gonna all make sense so definitely definitely my girl Issa okay what do you think (laughs) I'm always so complex. I'm so interested <laughs> to see what you go say. Um, I actually saw a little of myself in all the women. Mm-hmm. Um, Issa, uh, Molly, Tiffany, and Kelly. Um, Issa, of course, because, you know, like you said, you're trying to find your way. Um, you know, you're trying this, you're trying that. That's, that doesn't work and that's in all areas of her life like mm-hmm. I feel like she was you know trying out everything mm-hmm. and things just you know wouldn't pan out um, so I definitely felt that um, I felt like Molly um, appearing to have it all together mm-hmm. wow, um, that's good. That's but good. really not that's good um, I felt, um, as, as well as Tiffany, you know, mm-hmm. um, in t- Tiffany, um, in a sense where she, she wanted to have it all together, um, and, and displayed that, but she was still questioning like herself and it, and it, and it was showing her that it wasn't all together. Like her life was mm-hmm. like, nah, sis, mm-hmm. you don't got this. You can't fool me. It's me. It's us. You know, and she, until she was forced to be honest with herself when her mental health, you yes. know, yes. forced to be honest with herself and her friends yes. and her husband mm-hmm. and saying, this is not working for me. I'm having yes. trouble and I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kelly, of course, the the big personality, the big bubbly mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> not to, the the most hilarious thing to uh, to me about Kelly is when she said, "When I died." Yeah, <laughs> that really struck a nerve for her. You know, yes. so if that was where she what needed to happen. To, for her to come to grips with herself and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of step back and take a look at some things. I think that that, you know, helps. Well, I don't want to die. Right, <laughs> right, right. To, for sure. to right. you know, to yeah. have to figure some things out. But, for sure. you know, it just says that we all sometimes need to take a step back. Yes. And, and make sure we're approaching, you know, 
are you know what we're what we're dealing with right. you know how are we approaching this is it most effective right mm-hmm. is it you know being intentional so why do you think it's so hard for us to do that why do you feel like as women and i'm going to say specifically black women why do we always feel like we often have to put on this facade like everything is okay or i have to be strong or you know i have to push through it like why where is it written that that's the that's what we have to do because what do you get out of showing the vulnerability nobody's going to come and fix it for you there's no point like it's kind of wasting time you know you have to be the person that's gonna have to fix it anyway so it's no point of me having this whole sob story nobody cares about what we feel to be honest like nobody is coming to save us nobody's it's us so it's like it's kind of pointless I've been watching, uh, I'm listening to or, you know, seeing a lot of, you know, posts and and videos and other podcasts um, who talk about um, black women uh, feeling the need and the pressure to be strong or or to be on top of things, to be. And Mm -hmm. it's just a a historical... um, type of situation yeah. mm-hmm. it is uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we were um you know we've always been expected to and even if that's not the expectation is like you said is what ends yeah. up happening yep. yes um you know even based on and not to make this so heavy but just our place in the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. right we are one of the lowest on the totem pole, on the sure. totem pole. For sure. So we yeah, have to endure so much. It's so much on our shoulders. Yes. You know, we have to take care of our families. We need to yep. work. We need to be educated. We need to, you know, take you know, stroke the egos of our men. Yep. If, if you know, we have to, you know, pour into our mm-hmm. children. Yes. We need to, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just, it is so much on top of us, and so what what we're I guess. In the season of now, it's just normalizing. And I'm sick of that term, but if it's here, yeah, uh, so. not feeling the need mm-hmm. to do that, being okay, being vulnerable, and needing help as um, versus needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the reasons why. We have such a hard time with being vulnerable is, is like what Noel said, feeling like nobody is going to come to our rescue. Yeah. I feel like we felt that way for, for such a long time. And is it okay if nobody comes to our rescue? Is it okay if we hit the ground one time? Is that okay? Like, I, I'll use grief, for example, you know. When I lost my sister, one of the things that people always said was, you got to stay strong. You got to stay strong. For what? Right. (laughs) Right. For what reason? Because me staying strong isn't going to change the fact that I lost someone that I care about Mm -hmm. that much. You know what I mean? It doesn't change the fact that, you know, I'm crying myself to sleep Mm -hmm. at night or, you know, my heart is broken or whatever. So what, what is that? What good is that going to do me? Just Mm -hmm. let me sit in this and mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm able to sit in that that contributes to my healing mm-hmm. right. you know what I mean no yes go not playing devil's advocate because I don't feel like that's what I'm saying but when have we ever heard something different up until now 
true. Like, even if you take away the black woman, black people in general, we've always been in the, the past 300 years, we've been stuck in survival mode. Right. Mm-hmm. To, right. And getting, and getting out of <laughs> and that getting is needs to be taught. Yeah. But no, because and, and, it's generational. Yeah. And it's like, to bring it back to the black woman, because she's all of these things that we said, naturally, off rip, a black woman is strong. Mm-hmm. Naturally, off rip, she's a provider. She's a great lover, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Off rip. Mm-hmm. It's literally born into you. Right. But I believe they shifted the narrative to now it's the instead of it being we look up to the black woman we depend on the black Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. right so i think it's now coming back to us all that okay i am strong even if i'm crying Mm -hmm. i am you know beautiful with these puffy eyeballs Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get through it even if i'm laying in bed today you know Mm -hmm. so i think not to our own doing, but to our own doing. <laughs> We're just now learning how to get back to that place, like Noah was saying, of teaching ourselves vulnerability and mm-hmm. finding the comfort inside of that. Yep. And just because you you have the ability to do something or handle something no, doesn't mean you should be expected to. Or right. that you have to. All the time. <laughs> or that you have to. Right. Like. right. Okay. So, the ultimate question Team Daniel, Team Nathan, Team Lawrence. Lawrence, period. <laughs> Lawrence. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm always uh, yeah. for soulmate energy. So same. <laughs> and it yeah. was really like that episode where they stayed out all night. And yes, dinner. yes, it was, come yes. On. yes. I can't. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Daniel yes. was cute. Daniel didn't. He really, was a moment. He was a moment. He was really an itch that she had to scratch. Like, what? <laughs> Quote, unquote. No, unquote. <laughs> 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 Nathan was just beautiful. Okay. And the Houston accents. He had pretty eyes, too. Yeah, he has a, a beautiful voice. So, what do you think, Camille? Team Daniel, Team Lawrence, Team Nathan. I never felt Nathan. Really? Never. I felt this. I don't I know why. I mean, I, I loved that he was into her. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that he was more into her than she was into him. Yeah. Um, I agree with you there. At first and kind of throughout, but I was just never moved by Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't dislike him, but I yeah. just didn't. I was like, uh, Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. Daniel, I always just saw Daniel as a thing. Right. Um, <laughs> I had a friend that calls those type of people um, STDs, something to do. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Not STDs. <laughs> I always felt Not like, STDs. Wow. <laughs> STDs. I STDs. Like that. And then uh, Lawrence, I just. I like Lawrence even when he was on the couch. Like, Same. He was there, yeah. stayed on my couch for a little while. Just Same. a little while. I, yeah. I always this saw, be her text I always saw chat. It. Like, girl, he on the couch again. Why she yeah. liked it? Always. I, it was just something about Lawrence. And I probably even could see his potential because 
he was he was smart like he's mm-hmm. yeah. like a yeah. techie IT mm-hmm. kind of dude. He's smart. You gonna pick yeah. Yeah, you for sure. Right. <laughs> for sure. You, right. you know, but I mean, I could see where she was frustrated though. For mm-hmm. you know, I could I could get that because it's it's my age old question: How long <laughs> do you wait? Right. <laughs> Question of the day, All right. viewers. So, yeah. <laughs> How long do you wait on him to get it together? Right. Uh, you know, but so I totally felt her frustration. Yeah. Um, but I always felt Lawrence. I mean, I don't know if it was just my own personal thing with yeah. Jay Ellis. I don't know. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. hey, Jay. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead. If I had to answer that question, I'm definitely going to say Lawrence. Um, first of all, because the energy matched. Um, and I just felt like all throughout the, the series, they never got over each other, which mm-hmm. is why they did a lot of bad things. They yeah. made some poor choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm poor choices because they were trying to get over each other. And in all honesty, I have to say that that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to have this conversation because I saw that in my own life. You know, I saw, you know, making poor choices because I was attempting to get over someone and it wasn't working. I was just making more poor choices. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I saw that in myself and I could really resonate with that. And, you know, that's where I started to feel triggered. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, did they read my personal journal? (laughs) What did they do here? But it was just, you know, with all the things that they went through and them finding themselves back to each other. Like, for me, the biggest thing was him finally telling her how he really felt Mm -hmm. at the cookout. At the going away party for mm, Tiffany mm. and her husband. And, I mean, even though Nathan was there, and that could have went left really, really fast. But I just appreciated the fact that he went ahead and told her, you know, this like is how let I feel. It go. I, yeah, I can't, I can't you know, let it go. I can't let it go. I can't let it go. So, definitely... Team Lawrence, definitely. So I was happy to see, you know, on the final episode, like, they was together, yeah, you know, and everything yeah. was all yeah. good, so... So, my last question was, was there a specific scene out of the series that resonated with you? So, I gave these ladies an assignment. I sent this question to them in advance so they would have some time to think about it. And let me tell you, I had a few a few minutes to think about it as well. So, I'm going to tell you what my, my specific, specific scenes were. Um... My one specific scene was when Lawrence and Condola got into it. When Lawrence went to go pick mm-hmm. up the baby and the baby was crying and she was going to hand him off to Lawrence and the baby kept crying and she was just like, no, you know, you, you can't take my son. Honey. Thoughts, please. <laughs> I was so triggered right there. Not because I had that specific situation, but... I mean, as a single woman, I'm going to just keep it, keep it real, you know, as a single mother or whatnot. I remember times feeling like, no, I don't want you to take my child. Not because I thought that you were a bad provider or that you wouldn't take care of my child. But it was because of what I, my own insecurities, my own emotions, my own whatever I was feeling about the fact that things didn't work out. My own, you know, feelings about 
this isn't the family dynamic that I had hoped for. So I remember having those feelings on, on several occasions, several mm. occasions. So that really, really, really resonated with me. Um, another scene that resonated with me was when Issa and Lawrence got back together and then Lawrence had to tell her that Dola was pregnant. Oh, God. Almost fell off my couch. That was hard. <laughs> because I could feel, like, I could, I could feel what Issa, I, I just, I just felt it. Man, Ooh. felt for everybody uh, that's uh, here. I just felt uh, it. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't even have anywhere to place your anger, because yeah. he didn't do nothing wrong. He didn't wrong. do nothing, nothing right. Wrong. He, he didn't, didn't do anything wrong. wrong. Yeah. He did nothing wrong. He didn't cheat on her. He told no. her as soon as she, he found it out. There was nothing he could do. It was, yeah. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. Because um, they was done and over with. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he, yeah. he cut all his strings. They yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Lana, yes, beautiful was, writing. Right, beautiful writing. Because I was Absolutely. not expecting that. Absolutely. I was not expecting that. Absolutely. Oh. So, oh so those God. are my top two, and I'm just I'll stop right there. Okay. So, Camille, what what did what did you come up with? So, um, as far as um, the just to comment on your um, experience with the handoff baby situation, mm-hmm. I had the opposite reaction. And the reason I had the opposite reaction is, um, so we probably all have uh, feelings towards something based on our own experiences or inexperiences. So, because I've never experienced that, needed to hand my baby off to her father, Mm -hmm. um, just because that opportunity has yet to present itself. Amen. Um... So I so my thought always, and that's just because of my own experience and not to um, negate what anybody else mm-hmm. feels who has experienced that, but I'm thinking to myself, like, this guy is trying. Yeah. Um, he is trying to make the best mm-hmm. of a situation, mm-hmm. the best that he mm-hmm. knows how. Mm-hmm. He is putting mm-hmm. forth effort. Mm-hmm. He is coming mm-hmm. to be a father to his baby why are you stripping him of that? That's good. He didn't deserve Dang, that. That's, that's good. good. That's a good perspective. Um, that's so good. You know, because so many of them are not trying. Mm-hmm. So not to, not to pat you on the back because you are being a father because that's what you're supposed to be right. doing. Mm-hmm. You don't get extra mm-hmm. uh, confetti, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> because you are being a, supposed to be doing right. right. But... From her stance, then why are you standing in the way of that? Yeah. You know, yeah. what I wouldn't give. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm. Okay, if he came and got her. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that, but I understand, you know, mm-hmm. what you said mm-hmm. and then and what her possible feelings were mm-hmm. and why she did that. So I, I got that. I'm, I'm that type of person. I can... Yeah, I can empathize with both sides, yeah. you know, if it makes sense. But thank you for bringing that out because yeah. that's huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's huge. And that was, I can be honest and say that was an aspect that I didn't look at. Mm-hmm. It, but, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because because that wasn't my experience. Because right. 
like I was on some trash. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. That wasn't my experience. So yeah, that, that's a really good point. Thank you for bringing so, that forward. <laughs> so that made me look at her like, girl, why you give right. me such a hard right. job, girl? Right. Get this this baby out your house so you can go where you need to go, right. do what you need to do, child free. Take um, a nap. <laughs> take a nap. Go yes. somewhere without you know, I mean mm-hmm. it's just a baby, but and I enjoy my baby one hundred percent. Everybody knows that. Like that's my yes. road dog. But however, comma. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do be needing a little yes. mommy time. Right. right? You know, it's it's cool. And then and then after a couple hours I'll be like, okay, that's enough. Y'all can bring her home right. now. You know. Right. <laughs> so right. you know, that that was just my outlook on that on that uh that dynamic. But um what else did I um also, to that point of Lawrence and Issa's relationship, I think that it was huge and big of Issa, even aside from her feelings for Lawrence, to even uh, want to be in that situation. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, you know, being, you know, with um, a man, mm-hmm. you know, with a new child, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's hard. In and of itself, you know, because I applaud her though for. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't want to mm-hmm. you all, okay. but I applaud her for when she came back from the trip. Her saying, "I've been doing some thinking, and I know I can't do this." I applaud her for saying that because mm-hmm. so many times women stay yep. because they want to be with yep. him, mm-hmm. not realizing this is getting ready to change the yeah. whole world. Yeah. Like this, this is huge. Your relationship with him, and yeah. it's yeah. going to change your relationship with him, and you have to deal with her. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I applaud. Her for yeah. saying, yeah, no, I've been doing dynamic. And yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And you know, just I could say, you know, before I had a kid, and even now, I don't want to be with anybody with a small child, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? That because that's a lot. That's being honest. I don't know if I can, I can handle that. Right. If I can handle the, those relationships, mm-hmm. right? Right. right. Um, just because I kind of know what it most likely comes with. Right. I'm right. um, not saying that it has to be difficult, but a lot of times it is so difficult. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult. So just how big of Issa's character to, you know, still, you know, want to be involved. Right. You know, he's, um, you know, he's navigating his way through right. fatherhood. Yes. Right. Um, I mean, and even though at the end, it, the baby was... You know, yeah. four or five years old, right. but still, it's still new. Yeah, So, but I just want to also point out one of my favorite scenes, and I watched it. I can tell you how many times is the sequence when she threw the baby in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> That one, that was the best. Ooh. Let me tell you, I saw that on social media first. Yes. And when I was watching it on social media, I went, <laughs> When like, it not happened. You, not you through Ja. Yeah. yeah. Don't draw. Ja. Yeah. Ja. Not baby. Ja. ja. Baby and it was ja. just so off guard. She's just, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking it's yeah. real the whole time. <laughs> And when she was walking through the hospital, she saw somebody else was like, you weren't. Right, right. Right. <laughs> No, that yes. was hilarious. That was, that was, that was, that was good. That yeah, was good. so I love that. But um, let me just peek at my nose real quick. But yeah, that was that was a pretty uh, strong uh, strong scenes for mm-hmm. me. And also, Molly and Issa's 
thank you scene. Yes, in the for wet, sure. Mm-hmm. I cried. Cried. Um, <laughs> because it was so much packed into Molly's yes. thank you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about her helping her yep. out of her dress. Yes. And I knew that before she even explained yep. it. Yes. Yep. Um, it was that that thank you contained um, a lot because you you did see Molly's um, character, yeah. the character mature yeah. and, and so develop. Much. Yes, um, <laughs> so much. And and be a little more honest and, yes. and vulnerable with herself and Issa and you know everybody else. So when she became when she humbled herself mm-hmm. um, to Issa. And despite whatever their differences were last season mm-hmm. and the season opened with them, you know, trying to work themselves mm-hmm. back to each other. So that thank you at the end was was pretty huge. Yeah. Um, and then once she explained it, I think it, it had hit Issa, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that. And can I just say Molly's wedding was given best man. Best man. Because <laughs> I wanted to be at that party. Yes, like, yes, oh, yes. that's a good wedding. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, Noel, what was your, what was the my scene, scene that was, yeah. Okay, so I do have my scene, mm-hmm. but I wanted to talk about y'all scenes. Y'all, y'all <laughs> so, the getting the, picking the baby up. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Now, disclaimer, I do not have any kids. So, I, it's only so much. I can really say. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm speaking from the kid perspective, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because as I've gotten older, okay, that's now, a, oh, like right now, I've been going through this thing where, like, I've been really seeing how my mom, I'm like, how did you do this? And then have live regular life and have two kids. Like, mm-hmm. how did you do this? Like, how did you do this by yourself? It's like, how? There's no way. So I've been going through this thing where I'm like, I guess really understanding the stuff she was doing and appreciating it. So when I watched the scene, because me and my friends actually had a whole conversation about this, I'm going to say I had no type of grace for Lawrence, like none, because I just felt like you you expect the baby to fit in your pre-existing world. It don't work like that, buddy, because that's not her life. Mm-hmm. The, it's the baby and everything else around it. You think, oh, I'm trying. Oh, I'm coming on the weekends. You shouldn't have took the job. <laughs> you knew the baby was coming. You that still t- made a conscious yeah, decision and true. moved and came here on the weekends after because after, we seen him texting, oh, I can't come this weekend. He down there yes. doing Lord knows what. And yes. came back. Literally. You never, you've yeah. never stayed with the baby. <laughs> you've never spent the night with the baby. Literally. Don't know Literally. the baby routine at night. And think that she supposed to be, oh, here you go to the baby. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to be a little res- reserved and have a little, you know, precaution because you just, this is a part-time situation for you. And that's not that with babies. Mm-hmm. It's not a part-time thing. Like, this is something that you just do on the weekends and then go home and whatever, whatever. No. Mm-hmm. No. And I'm like, I think probably now I'm feel so strongly about it because these are things that I'm starting to have to consider because... At some point, probably soon, I'm probably going to want to have a baby or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing the part-time. I'm not, If I can actually be intentional, which I want to do, with having a baby and bringing a child into the world with a man, I want it to be, we doing, this is, I know it's not going to be 50-50 because as the mother, you're going to do more. But 
this is a partnership. You not coming in here and and leaving out and doing this and lollygagging. Oh, blah blah. blah. You don't come see your kid. Mm-hmm. This not your little cousin. <laughs> we not. We're raising this together. Yeah. This is a. This is You're a. This is a joint. Right? You're not babysitting. Yeah. And it was giving me very much babysitter vibes <laughs> and real <laughs> like expecting her to be. So cool with it. No, I, th- I, I really, and I don't, she was starting to get on my nerves. I really felt that. I'm like, no, you don't just, no. Yeah. And expect her to be fine with it. No. Yeah. Yeah. The heck? Anyways. <laughs> the heck. So, but you saying that brought a whole different perspective too, because that's true. Like, if I would, you just want that for your kid, at least sometime, at mm-hmm. least something. Like, just, you know, I don't know. I feel like fathers, they... You step it up. I'm tired of expecting the bare minimum and being expected to be happy with the bare minimum. No. Mm-hmm. You need to be doing just as much as my mama. No shade to my, my I hope. <laughs> Let me just be quiet. But <laughs> just looking no back. <laughs> looking back, I'm just like, ain't no way. Mm-hmm. I, ain't no way. Mm-hmm. The stuff that my mama was doing, I'm like, I don't even know how you was doing this at this age. Like, I don't even know, like, how you would be doing this. And yeah. then it should have been somebody they're just as much as you just as stressed as you losing as much sleep as you so yeah, that's just my thoughts that. but um shout out to my sister Tish who did that yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie she did her thing she did her thing she it's did no it. way and she's still doing it she did her thing like yeah. she did her thing and still yeah. like I said still doing it yeah okay so my scene <laughs> was my I scene I got so many scenes but I'm going to go with the Molly and the Issa scene, too, just because I feel like a big part of this show was about the ups and downs of relationships, relationships. with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it really, it be like that. Your friends, sometimes you be going through something, and y'all just not on the same page. It's not on the same page. But Molly was like, I know that regardless, we still going to be good. Like, eventually, we're going to, because we meant to be friends. Right, like, yeah, And I felt too. like mm-hmm. they showed, I feel like you have soulmates and your friends too mm-hmm. and I feel like that was real evident in oh. them that regardless of them they still had that pull that they needed to be they yeah. was gonna eventually fix it and be on the same way yeah. and I just mm-hmm. like that at the end it just all came together and you can just see healthy relationships and I just felt like Molly was just so happy, happy <laughs> and intentional and trying to she saw her flaws and was actually actively you've seen that throughout the whole yes. season actively yes. making an effort to not correct them. to correct it and yeah. not just be stuck in your bad parts of yourself so yeah. i just love to see them end off on like a such a, a healthy part you know i would have been sad if the series had ended in they weren't anyway friends. right oh my god right i would have been really right same really sad that same yeah so what's your scene? Mm. Um, I'm gonna copy off everybody. Oh, piggyback off that. <laughs> um, two things. One, I enjoy how Molly's love story happened without us expecting it. Like yeah. we saw Molly chasing love the whole show, and mm-hmm. then season five, here comes this guy she didn't even like. Oh my goodness! Yeah. In her face, the, he didn't like her. He didn't like her <laughs> in her face the entire in time. Her face the, Literally the entire time, and because just real quick, I didn't trust him. Me neither. At all. A long time. Yeah. Like I didn't. Me neither. At all. I was like I don't trust this. Yeah. I was waiting. Yeah. He was at all. So I know. You, I just knew he was gonna yeah. irritate me. We were so yeah. traumatized yeah. by uh-huh. right 
her Everybody. relationships mm-hmm. that I was expecting. I just knew. Yeah, him to be foolish. And I um I enjoyed that because I like I believe fully that your soulmate, twin flame, lover, whoever you are supposed to be with, will come at the time where you are literally trying to love yourself the most and you're not caring if somebody else comes into mm-hmm. your life. And I think that's what was happening with Molly. Like, yeah, she wanted the relationship, but she was so like, I'm tired of having so many failed relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of feeling like I'm the problem. So I'm going to just, I'm kicking it I'm with me. me. No. <laughs> as soon as that happened. Yeah. And he's everything that you yep. asked for. Everything. Yeah. He Even mac and cheese balls with us. Yes. yes. So, so. In the closet. In, in the, the closet. closet. In, in the, the closet. In the pantry. Yeah. Um. I forgot what my second point was. Oh, oh, into the scene with Molly and Issa. I cried so hard because I felt like, yeah, Molly and Issa are having this moment in the show, but it felt outside of the show. Yeah, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Like, Yvonne is thanking Issa. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, when she said, I know that regardless, I'm going to be okay because you're, we, we together. Right. We have that, Ooh. because watching that documentary, like, I know how I feel about Issa Rae. <laughs> because, like, as a creative, like, she just kept going and she yeah. just did it authentically. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't trying to make a diff- like a specific show or copy off of somebody. She just wanted to be the awkward mm-hmm. black girl. And it literally mm-hmm. got her everything. And she's so humble about she's it. She's super humble. And super humble. Everybody on that show literally loved to be a part of that show because of her. Mm-hmm. And that's what all they talked about. And yeah. She just couldn't take it. It was like that scene. It, my heart. <laughs> my heart. My heart. My heart. So, yeah. But my favorite scene, two of them. My first one would have to be the last episode where Issa is trying to talk to Nathan. And he's like, I can't do this. It's toxic or whatever. And she's just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she get out the car. That. <laughs> because based off like you seen how everything ended with her and Lawrence and she sliding down the wall after he didn't walked out yeah. she didn't have to repair herself mm-hmm. even when Nathan left the first time she was messed up behind it but she got to that point it was beautiful to watch her get to that point and be like like I love you right. it's, it's, it's almost fine. like it's I'm, fine. Choosing but it's fine. I'm choosing I'm me choosing mm-hmm. like, I'm like I know I'm gonna be good like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm gonna be good um I think I might have forgot what my second scene was, but that's okay. Can I add a second one of mine? Sure. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm so <laughs> the almost the very last scene when she, I think I mentioned this earlier when Issa talks to the mirror, well looks in the mirror, and it doesn't mm-hmm. speak back. But um, and like I said, I just feel like that just represents her just completely getting out of her head and like, and it just made me feel so complete i was like okay like she's gonna she's fine like mm-hmm. wherever you know our fictional character is she's gonna be fine and then they start playing a song by this woman beautiful artist named cleo so and it's called rose in the dark and pretty much i want y'all to listen to it but pretty much the song <laughs> is just about like telling your younger self you're gonna be fine mm-hmm. like it's all yeah. gonna work out like just chill just enjoy the ride like you're gonna be fine and so for that that the song mixed with just the scene and just seeing her be Literally fine. It was just too much for my little heart. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm sorry. You're it's fine. okay. We You're can fine. cut it. You're fine. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I got. I remember what my second one was. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not like one of these like really pop out scenes, but the episode where she's working with Crenshaw and they're mm-hmm. telling her like, okay, he's doing certain things yes. that we're not okay with. Yes. You know, can you tell him yeah. it? Like the whole episode, she's like yeah. fighting herself. Like, yep. that. because yep. nah, yes. I want this bag. Yes. Yes. You messing yes. with the bag. Like, I'm with you, but the bag. Bro. Right. <laughs> the bag. And I think as artists, oftentimes you get conflicted yep. between like my craft and my money. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like what's I, politically correct yeah. versus yep. making that money. Yeah. Money and it's like, we saw Issa take so many risks, like walking out her job and not having yes. staying okay. with Daniel yep. yes. for the awkward time, and then having to move into this apartment, but having to deal with all these tenants and yes. everything. Yes, that crazy girl upstairs. Um, right, My Trina. My favorite mm-hmm. tenant was the crib. The yes. Yes. Blood. Yes. Blood. Yes. Blood. Yes. What y'all about to do with this yes. bout? <laughs> bout. Um, yes. But yeah, so it was like I could understand that like fear of like I just took one risk. I'm not ready to take another mm-hmm. one. Like especially mm-hmm. with all they was trying to give her. But in the end, I think it was it was beautiful to watch him pick his art over anything yep. and be like I'm standing on it. I'm standing on it. I yes. take it. It'll, it don't matter. Yes. Like it was it was <laughs> nice watching her appreciate that and yep. even admitting that she was wrong for yep. doing that mm-hmm. and coming back and coming back to it because i think oftentimes mm-hmm. we can say like there's plenty of people or plenty of artists that are out now who have compromised their yep. work yes and i think for you to stay focused on being an artist and not just commercial yep is a very hard thing to do yep. present day yeah because yep. there's a lot of commercial i'm be honest there's a lot of commercial artists in my yep. opinion and to find an actual artist it'd be like <gasps> thank you yeah and, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. i mean like on all surfaces all platforms tv movies yep. music mm-hmm. all of that that's why insecure yep. it's like literally um, an amazing piece of art amazing and amazing. amazing so amazing. thank you i wanted <laughs> to add to um what i'm sorry no go ahead oh um I wanted to add to the point where Issa, you know, came uh, full circle about her insecurities and responded back to the um, her mirror um, alter ego. Um, but also, I when she reached, you know, her point and her understanding of herself, also in the scene at her office with Lawrence when she was just talking oh, like mm-hmm. he just yes. let her talk like yes. she she just talked it out like I was in my own head I was yes. you know she she had, mm-hmm. it seems like she had at that point identified what her security insecurities were and how you know she had to step back um herself and look at them as far as um as it relates to her career and you know her goals especially but I think it just kind of spoke to everything that um, that she was thinking about throughout the series too, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that, that she you know she had disclosed that to him, and mm-hmm. she was just thinking out loud. I think mm-hmm. you know yeah. it, it seemed to me she was just thinking out loud, and it, they they kind of like let him like fall back yeah. you know out of focus and let her say mm-hmm. what she needed to say these mm-hmm. things yep. without you know being interrupted or without 
um, being concerned with what anybody else thought or mm-hmm. had to say. So um, I like that. Um, that, that part takes in a the lot scene. of growth. <laughs> that yeah. takes a lot of growth. Yeah. yeah. And I also like, um, not in, you know, the final episode, but the the thank you uh, episode after that, um, you know, with the rap, mm-hmm. the series rap. And like you said, everybody on that show, the characters, as well as just everybody on mm-hmm. staff, mm-hmm. like, they had so much to say about Issa and the way she approached, mm-hmm. you know, this endeavor and how she gave them a chance, you yes, know, yes, and they didn't, yes, might yes. not even thought that they would get yes, the chance yes. and, and how big this would become once they got that chance. And, and I liked when, um, Nathan's character, he was reading, you know, off what he appreciated about her and, he one of the things he appreciated was how she loved her city and mm-hmm. she um you know she highlighted mm-hmm. her city yeah. intentionally mm-hmm. on this show and she even um on another outtake said you know when we see LA um we're used to seeing either the Hollywood mm-hmm. um you know rich and famous celebrity mm-hmm. Um, part or we saying the hood right. gang you know right. gangs drug violence whatever mm-hmm. she said so I wanted to show that in between part you know yeah. so I like the way that she did you know highlight different areas and different you know cities and stuff like that so I'm thinking to myself what was that right. I, was, go. I was so happy to see like <laughs> some of the ones some of the scenes that I recognize from girlfriends because y'all know girlfriends oh yeah yep. so i yep. did recognize mm-hmm. the things from girlfriends yeah. so i thought that was good yeah even all the way down to like the driver the van driver mm-hmm. who would drive them yep. from yeah he was so like thankful yes. and grateful and appreciative oh my god like, like he she like basically helped him he seen her at a gas station and he was just like, or mm-hmm. he seen somebody who worked with her. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I'm trying to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. Corona just hit mm-hmm. me. I, I lost my job. Yeah. I, he was like, you know, if you could just help me out with something. She's like, well, let me see what I can do. You got, got that man a job. job. Nice. Yep. Nice. Got that man yeah, a job. Amazing. amazing. Well, ladies, I think that we can probably go on and on and on talking about insecure sure. because yeah. so much. the positives outweigh any negative ever (laughs) like i don't feel any negatives about this show i think this show was absolutely great again kudos to hbo and kudos to Issa ray and all of the producers and writers thank you so much for doing this for us for the the black culture we really appreciate it and thank you also for doing it for black women and just kind of showing us you know, how to navigate through some of our insecurities ourselves, because I think that we all have them, you know, some have more than others. We, we're just all trying to figure out how to navigate through it. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode of It's Worth a Discussion. We are just happy, happy, happy that you were able to join us. Um, hopefully you're able to catch up on Insecure and binge watch it. Don't stay up until three <laughs> o'clock in the morning, though, because you got to go to work the next day. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram at IWAD Talk, or you can also follow us on our YouTube channel. It's worth a discussion. We cannot wait until we see each other again. Until then, peace.
Peace. You might want to put a, put a spoiler alert disclaimer yeah. oh, on there yeah. because for sure because yeah. we talked about a lot of stuff. How much time did we do? An hour. Did was it an hour for real? What were you aiming for? Thirty like twenty five minutes. minutes. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew it was gonna be kind of beefy though, but it's fine. Um, so definitely just do a snippet on IG mm. so we can direct them towards the YouTube channel. It's, it says that, but why did it ring? So, okay, thing with do not disturb is somebody can call you twice in a row unless you, and, change. Unless you change it. So that's the settings. If somebody calls you so twice you in a row, it'll go through, probably. Oh, you can go to you.